On this episode of Chrome Dome Radio, you're looking at an Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a sea of Danny DeVitos. It's uh, <laughs> like a sequel to Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Chrome Dome Radio! I'm Zach, and this is my partner Chris, who doesn't get to introduce himself today. And this is our guest, Kathy! Yes, the prodigal son returns. Back by popular demand, and I'm out, I'm out of steam. What, what, what are we doing great. next? Wait, by popular what are we next? demand? You're oh doing great. God. Yeah, we, we demanded. Did that feel back. good? Yes. How does that feel? Uh, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm, it was a lot of pressure, and I feel I feel really relieved that it's over now. So I'm, I'm I think maybe like next next week you just keep keep going with your thing. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, Kathy. What's up? Yeah, I mean, like not much. You like told me to be here, and then I came. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy, huh? It's that easy. It's you were like the eighth easy. down the list. I was like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> oh my! So where in terms of most frequent guests, where am I now? Oh, tied for like fourth, probably. Yeah, That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah Taylor's well, been on a lot. Jeff's been on a lot. I think three each for them. Yeah, and then who's next? Probably. Oh, I don't know. So who's you're probably on? tied for third. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Bronze. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. So you went to Cambodia. I did. How all, was it? All of last week. It was very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I'm because Cam- I'm Cambodian, so I can say that. I thought you were Chinese. Um, I am Chinese. But, but you're I'm, Cambodian I'm too. Both. You you're know, Cambodian Chinese. You know, you can be two things. You're a Chinese Cambodian. Yeah, I am. Do you, do you prefer same, to be called that? At the same time, or are you just do you just want to be called like colored? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I you know I prefer the term Oriental. I think that's okay. The yeah, word. yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's old school. I like that. <laughs> so it's safe to assume delicious. My grandfather would approve. <laughs> <laughs> delicious food. Um. Yeah, you know it's it's weird. You gotta because think about it. That I did had not to sound. Yeah, so that wasn't. Growing up, my parents had a restaurant, so my parents are really good cooks. Okay, and so none of the food I had was necessarily new. It was. It wasn't better than. It wasn't than mom's than cooking. What my mom and dad have made, and it wasn't even different because it's the same, same stuff, thing. Exactly. but done by different people who aren't good chefs. Exactly. So okay. it wasn't any different. And in fact, the whole entire week, my dad complained because he was like, "I can make this a bunch of like." <laughs> what are these people doing so so like why don't you dad Jeez, it was why more, didn't we just stay home <laughs> it was my first time ever going to cambodia so more than you know a tourist travel experience it was a kind of a return to the motherland like let me see where my family comes from so it was more of a emotional spiritual kind of trip in that way when did they uh they come over to the u.s um so after uh so after the khmer rouge they uh, went to Thailand as refugees and were sponsored by different families to come here. So my dad was um, like 17 or 18 and my mom was maybe like 12 mm-hmm. or so when they came here. Um, so that was when sometime. And you spent a week there. Yeah. So what, what did you miss most about the States? talking to Chris about this. She already told me. I already know. I told Chris this earlier, but the thing that I missed the most was fucking lettuce for some reason. And and what's funny is I was like, lettuce. oh, oh, we didn't let that's, you. That's not even my favorite leafy green. What? But I was like, oh, wait, you don't know. Because the water. The whole, oh, the yeah. whole because the main lettuce thing. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because she got home. Because I don't ever buy lettuce. What the? 
Because the water is dirty there, so the leafy greens, like you could get sick. So yeah. I didn't eat any, and so I just really wanted some. And then and then you get back here, and, and you're like fucking E. coli here, and I was like, I can't do anything. This is the whole. This is the whole world now is just a third world country. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. What was the coolest thing you did there? Um, gosh. Did you do an elephant ride? I made. No, because you fed an elephant. Though I did feed an elephant. I mm-hmm. gave an elephant a, a coconut, and it felt really weird. <laughs> I think it's strong to really. But the thing is that did you the, connect with the elephant on an emotional level? I did. <laughs> yeah, I made eye contact, and I had like an entire moment. The elephant. The thing with the elephants, though, is that they're abused. Like they're yeah, re- they're a re- lot. They're really heavily abused. So I didn't want to ride one. Um, but I did get to drive an ox cart, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's an ox cart? An ox cart. It's a cart that is driven by oh, ox. Oh, by neat? <laughs> by oxen. Neat. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then visiting all the temples, like the like the old ruins. And yeah, stuff. That that's was, cool. That was really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, we that did was, that you in got to do Thailand. That. And you that got was to do really that. Cool. That's I, right. Uh, you weren't there. I, I think I was just too messed up from uh, the riverboat bef- the night before. Maybe, but you it might have been that or it might have just you had wedding stuff to worry about that could have been it too yeah, yeah. we it was uh, cool but you guys did that the same day we went to the uh the muay thai fights and you missed that because that's right. taylor got hit by a car that's what true. taylor, taylor, <laughs> taylor, got, hit taylor got hit by a car in thailand <laughs> yeah yeah How fast in was front it of going? in front of like his entire it's, in-laws it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't as bad as it sounds, though, because it was just like the the side view mirror, right? <laughs> Take the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we never told you this. this is, I never knew yeah. about this. So oh Taylor, God. so Taylor was already a bit flustered because she had flustered. she had to use the potty. Yes, and the potty was not a potty. The potty was also not free. You have to <laughs> you have to pay for your toilet paper in Thailand. Yeah. So she, it was like 35 cents or whatever. She just, we, we didn't have any cash on us. We kept paying with uh, our credit card yeah. because our credit card was free um, overseas transactions right. or foreign transactions. What up, Chase? Yeah. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> Sponsor us. Anyway, uh, she, uh, so she didn't have any cash. She couldn't go. So she was like really wanted to get to the van as quick as possible mm-hmm. and she didn't look both ways. She popped out into the van, walked in right in the middle of the road, and somebody's rear view mirror going by clipped her right in the arm. Oh, my God. They slam on their brakes, come to a screeching halt. Taylor's like, ow, I got hit. <laughs> she sounded what? just like that. 100%. 100%. Traffic laws in Thailand aren't real. No. Like it's They're, they're non-existent in Cambodia, too. Total guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, but there's too many damn people. I saw someone holding an infant on a motorcycle. Oh, really? <laughs> like, like this, yeah. It's totally not existent I absolutely now. believe that. We saw that's that in the amazing. Philippines. Yeah, 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 we did. So that's, that's hilarious. That's um, so funny. I did. I did get to use a squat, a squatty potty. So not like the squatty potty that you have here, where you get to put your legs up and you're yeah. real comfy. Those are nice. It's the one where the I have it's one. Just, it's just like a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not like an outhouse. It's like an actual toilet. But you had yeah. a squat, and I also Yummy. had to pay to use that. So mm. that was fun. So. I mean, this seems like a good time for the weekly wrap-up. This time seems like an excellent time for the weekly wrap-up. Celine Dion launches her new clothing line, of which some are calling Satanic. USA versus Russia in the race to the moon. Round two, fight! Sonic, boom! 
The internet is crazy for knickers. The massive 2,800-pound cow from Australia. That's a huge bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, Celine Dion launched her new clothing line. The name of it is... Celine Nunu. Nunu. That is the name of it. Nunu. It is a gender neutral clothing line. It basically consists of mostly black wait, wait, and wait, white wait. clothing. What? For babies. For, ba- well, for babies and young teens. What? It's, yes. for ba- it's for babies and young teens? So I went to the website. Okay. Wait, what's a young teen? What? What's know. a young teen versus 13 year old? 13 to 15. Well, a 13, 13 year old would be the youngest teen, yeah, yeah, and yeah. a 19 year old would be the oldest teen. That's true. So it's I accurate. would say 13 to 14, you're 13 in your early 14. teens. 13 to 14. And then 15 through 17, you're, you're in your mid. mid-teens. And then 18 through 19, you're yeah. in your late teens. Right. So you can visit the website, obviously. <laughs> you can go to CelineNuNuNu.com. <laughs> it's CelineNuNuNu.com. And uh, I was I was browsing around, and I was like, this clothing is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of skulls. And... It's a lot of awesome stuff, like stuff. Like you wish you could wear like it. Stuff I would wear. <laughs> what happened? To, I thought you were going to wear the uh, the Celine Dion. Oh, I forgot to bring shirt. it down. So the funny thing about this story is, a few months ago, I was on this website. I'm going to link it in the YouTube description because it's a great website to visit. And no, I'm not getting any kickbacks. But anyway, I just like I like this guy's work. He takes pop stars and he creates a heavy metal t-shirt for them. Yeah. And about 6 months ago, I bought Taylor the Celine Dion My Heart Will Go On Satanic Demonic t-shirt, which is literally an upside-down pentagram with like a demon goat on it. Nice. And she loves this t-shirt. Now I forgot it. But you could find it. So I think it's what connects it to Celine Dion exactly? The nothing other than her name. And it's, it says it My Heart says, Will Go On. It just says Celine Dion My Heart Will Go On and then it's a like upside down pentagram yes i'm surprised she hasn't like copyrighted sick. it or something yeah you know it's a gray area do you know there, like, there's, like <laughs> it's parody like, do, you, do you remember the time that um taylor swift she tried to cop because people were making like shake it off t-shirts and stuff and yeah. so she was like Fuck, she no you're something? not getting in between me and my money and of course so she not. tried to she tried to copyright it so people couldn't make shirts without saying on it anymore so they can't now i don't know i how does she own shake it off it's just the yeah. It's just that's, that's just a phrase. See, that's yeah. what I meant I by the gray area, dumb. though. Yeah. Like you could just say that she doesn't own that term. Yeah. Well, maybe she does now. Did she win that lawsuit or? I don't know. I did not come prepared mm. for this conversation. I thought you had notes. <laughs> no. Um, so <laughs> what, what's what's so controversial, I guess, about this clothing line? And Fox News had a field day with it. Oh which yeah. Is, yeah, which is what I love. Well, yeah. Because uh, anytime Fox News can have a field day with And here, here's a classic Fox News quip. Her heart may go on. Her sales are going to go the way that, uh, of the Titanic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. I like how nerdy and that the, guy is in yeah. his suit. And then he's and another thing he said, I didn't clip it, but he was like, it's more like Celine, no, no, no. Yeah, that's I bet a, he was so fucking proud of himself. He loved it. Like, he was so proud. But newscasters do that. He was yeah. kind of sitting there like in the mirror before the thing started. Yes. He's just like, yeah. Yeah. And they get very <laughs> proud of themselves. Like, what? that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> like, he went home to his wife and was like, do you get it? Because new, 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 and then no, no, no. Because like... 
And she's like, well, I didn't understand it at first, but now that you're saying it again, I really, I feel like it has a lot of rewatch value, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the commercial and you could find the commercial on com, And it's very odd. It's very strange. Wait, very, you, very odd. Do you know why it's new, new, new? Like, what? I have no idea. Not even, not, no clue. I'm pretty sure the, the newscaster nailed it on the button because she knew, because he knew, she knew when she named it new, new, new. That everybody's going to be... Nye, nye, nye. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So the commercial is strange, by the way. And at some point, there's like... So basically, she's running from security guards in a hospital. And then she comes uh, into a room where on the left side, there's a bunch of babies in pink attire. And on the right side, there's a bunch of babies in blue attire. And then she blows some black magic dust over the entire room. And everybody's wearing black and white. Honestly, it's... I thought it was awesome. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but all the babies are wearing black and white and very untraditional looking like baby attire. One baby had a, like a bunch of skulls on his shirt and a yeah. rag, which was, yeah, it looked kind of dope. But I was like, how is that not masculine? That's not gender neutral. Skulls on your shirt is masculine. Like, because I don't know what, I have like never met a single chick outside of goth Ghost, which is chicks. just like a total different yeah. genre, you know, and that's that's fine because they're at their own level of hot. But the uh, but I've never met anybody that's like into like skulls and stuff that isn't like you know, I don't know, into like a affliction and like weird like you know ultra manly like activities. Did you ever think that Celine Dion would become the face of some like post goth like clothing line? I can't believe she's the face of anything, uh, let of alone anything that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then after she turns all the babies black and white in their gender-neutral clothing, she gets arrested by the security guards. And Which is the logical thing that would happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have my male baby over here. I don't want you turning it weird and, like, androgynous. I don't know. I mean, just to me, I'm raising my male child as a male what? child, and maybe that makes me a sexist, but... Uh, you pig. Yeah, right. Even if you take out the magic, there's a woman running rampant through a hospital yeah. blowing shit into a babe. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she's, wearing, and she's wearing all black. Like, she looks a, somewhat sinister. She looks like somewhat like a cat robber. And what's great is, like, nobody recognizes her as Celine Dion, <laughs> even in the commercial, which I feel like that was, like, a <laughs> good bit of self-deprecating humor. Like, the Irish, all right, so she's weird and stuff, and this is an odd project for her to be involved in, but at least she's that self-aware. They're just like, oh, you're not that famous anymore. Yeah, it's like true. Yeah, and then the, the there was a, there was a female black security guard, and she's so Celine Dion's like, I'm Celine Dion, and she's like, yeah, and I'm Beyonce. So <laughs> nice, solid yes. writing right there, <laughs> perfect. Uh, uh, I was gonna say something, I totally went blank just now. That's okay. That I'm, happens to the best of us, buddy. Yeah, it's all right. We'll do better next time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Who, who's what's the best satanic metal band, Chris? I like Venom and I like Death. Venom and Death. Yeah. Those those sound pretty like really satanic. really early 80s like they, satanic thrash metal bands. They just uh they like the when you see their names written down it just looks like a bundle of sticks thrown on the ground. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just gnarled branches. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, let's move stuff. on. So USA versus Russia in the race to the moon. That's official, people. That's right. Rocky 4. In space, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> Starring yeah. Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. Oh I mean, betting favorite. I I would take Donald uh, Donald Trump uh, to lose over uh, 
lose for against uh, Vladimir Putin any day of the week in a physical hand fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? No, Vladimir Putin's like a legit martial artist, man. Wait. Oh, oh. I did you just that imply backwards. that you think that Donald Trump would beat Vladimir Putin in a fist fight? Oh, did no, no. Did you just why say? Why that? are you looking at me? I said it backwards. He said it. I said it. You backwards. said it backwards. Though. I said it back. I should have said Vladimir Putin over Donald Trump. Oh. Because he's a judo black belt. <laughs> he was a master of sport, I believe. I'm only sort of big. <laughs> and a former. <laughs> Oh shit! I have this effect on women. <laughs> it's the uh... <laughs> yeah, and he was a former KGB agent, and I just think he would probably kick the living hell out of Donald Trump in a physical contest. So of yeah. any sort, it's it's funny how this whole thing played out because basically a day or two ago, NASA announced that they wanted to build a base on the moon within the next 10 or 20 years or so. And Russia and, was like, five to 10. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of like undercut them, and they're like, no, we're going to be there. Actually, they said specifically, they want to start launching people to the moon by next year, and they want a base built by 2040. That's what Russia said. That's hilarious. And that's after the U.S. had already said that they wanted to build a base on the moon and actually have people permanently live there. We already... All right, so we won the space race in the first place, and then once we won, the Russians never came back, never went back, right? Along those lines... Correct. But along those lines, the head of Russia's... What do they call him? Roscosmos? Cosmos? Roscosmos? The Cosmonauts? The Cosmonauts? Something like that. The head of the guy, his name is Dmitry Rogozin. And he actually said they are one of the goals of going to the moon is to confirm whether or not the United States has actually been there. Oh, so maybe it was all a conspiracy. I'm gonna tattletale. I feel like some. <laughs> I feel like somebody should have been able to confirm that with like telescopes by now. Um, have they not? I don't know, dude. I, this is such a stupid conspiracy theory that I've never paid. I've never. I have any any sort of a deep dive on it. Every time a conspiracy theory comes out, it always gets debunked. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest one more recently was that they were able to prove that a bunch of the pictures of the astronauts were not actually taken um, on the moon. That they were ta- yeah, they, they were they were taken at a studio in uh, in California because they didn't have the technology to take pictures in space for some reason. Yeah, so that basically it was debunked because they were like, well, yeah, that was taken in California. We never actually said it was taken on the moon, but it, we just were doing that for marketing and publicity. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, we definitely landed on the moon, though, right? Like, I don't have any reason to think that we didn't. Do I, you think we landed on the moon? I, I, I have to assume that we did, right? I, it's... When people cast aspersions on it, and then um, all of a sudden, like they say, like, "Well, how do you know we landed on the moon?" And I'm like, "Well, it's c- common knowledge, which isn't a real reason." And then I, I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like, do I have to try and figure out how we landed on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have any reason to not believe it. And then for those who say that it didn't happen, my my response is kind of like. How did did that many people keep it a secret that we didn't, though? You know, like, there were hundreds and hundreds of employees at NASA, like, that that all would have had to be in on it. What if they thought it was really happening? 
but it's like, like everybody on screen actually happening and but just they were just watching a film nobody asks why stanley kubrick is in the side <laughs> leg of the room snickering like nobody <laughs> come, come on like i just i just don't buy it it's too big a secret to keep people can't keep secrets at all um you know mm-hmm. i, I it just, just doesn't make sense there to are me. more interesting conspiracy theories <laughs> that you can there's think a about. that's true that is very true what's but, your favorite conspiracy theory know about my favorite one but the one that i've been reading that i've been reading more into lately is the phoenix lights phenomenon what's the phoenix lights oh in phoenix arizona yeah okay yeah so there are all these like um lights that appeared over the city and uh, everybody was calling them and like oh it's ufos ufos it's like a really weird formation of lights and um the military kept saying, it's like, oh, no, we were just testing flares, and the flares got blown by the wind, and that's what it was. But then everybody was like, yeah, but there were no flares dropped over this period. Like, there's no way that it could be. So, I don't know. It's could like one really of those like, kind so of things. So there's just strange yeah. lights it's in It's like the sky. alien stuff, yeah. I don't know what my favorite is, but my least favorite is the uh, Sandy Hook was like a that's government a, job one. God. Yeah, that's a bad one. That's a tough one, man. I, I, don't, I oh, don't. Oh, he's getting sued. Who? Alex Jones. <sighs> one of the parents uh, involved in Sandy Hook. One of their kids died. They're suing Alex Jones now. Okay, I mean I can see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think that this that is a positive or negative thing. Really, like, is suing Alex Jones really going to, you know, benefit that parent? I mean, maybe they'll get some money out of it, but it's Alex Jones. It's kind of like kicking a dog while it's down, really. Yeah. But either way, uh, you know, he he was wrong to to you know promote that theory and. I don't know. That's just—it's just wrong all the way around. It feels like it's because it's BS. Yeah. <laughs> he can't—he's got nothing. Like, I remember one, lies. Of, one of the videos that he—he because he, uh, one of the videos that he would actually uh, point to when he was spitting out this conspiracy theory were people coming out of the school, yeah, and then going back around and going back in, mm-hmm. and that was debunked a few months later because basically somebody just had a video on the loop. Right. And somebody like me fabricated this video and he got a hold of it and he's automatically spitting it out as fact. Well, it's one of those things when you're, uh, you know, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And he's one of those guys that's just looking for conspiracies everywhere. And if he sees anything that could feed into his conspiratorial, conspiratorially minded, you know, worldview, uh, he's just going to throw it out there. But uh, getting back uh, to Russia versus U.S. on the like space station idea, like what's what is the the best and worst case scenario here? So, <laughs> best case scenario, the U.S. wins the space race for the second time because we are world champions, and then we and we build a moon base and what we put lasers up there and just. Uh, um, no, we're going to build a wall around it. We we're we're going to build a, a giant wall around the moon and harvest yeah. all of the moon rocks for ourselves yeah. and uh, in, increase capitalism's reach across the cosmos. And then what is the worst case scenario? Like Russia gets up there and creates some sort of a, you know, brave new world scenario. Like what do I mean? They disprove that. I mean, nobody's going to believe them anyway. If they beat us up, they're going to be like, America was never here. And, and then they throw them. and then they throw nukes. <laughs> We're gonna make the moon great again. <laughs> is the, is Mamga? 
<laughs> Mamga. <laughs> Make the moon great again. Yep. All right. Mamga. Make moon great again. Uh, what color would the hats be? Gray. Gray hats. Mamga. Mm. Sounds good. Do you think? Do you think anybody will come up with a hollow moon theory? What's the hollow? Is that an actual theory? Yeah, you don't know about the hollow Earth theory. They think the moon it. is hollow. No, they think the Earth is hollow. Oh, the the, moon, the hollow moon theory would be the next step. I was do, going like two levels Wait, above people here. People think I have the, not heard that theory. People the think the Earth is hollow. Yeah, people they believe, also think the Earth is flat. That's <laughs> so like, are they, they're not. I mean, they're the same people. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> and they get they switch camps. <laughs> they just so the hollow back and forth. So the hollow Earth theory. <laughs> This might be my favorite conspiracy theory. Uh, the hollow earth theory is like at the Arctic, there's like a giant hole and you can just go into the into the earth and it's hollow. And apparently it's like journey to the center so, of the earth kind of thing. Yeah, like, they're like, Jules Verne was serious. Uh, like that kind of deal. Like, I don't know. I actually haven't looked into it all that much because it's so freaking Is that where the stupid. gluten gnomes live? It might be where the gluten gnomes live. Or, or my off-brand gluten elves. I have never heard that that was a thing, though. No, neither. Right. Yeah. No, no, check, check it out. It's Hollow Earth. It's a, it's a fun thing. All right. The internet is crazy for Knickers. Knickers is a 2,800-pound cow in Australia. No, I didn't look into this at all beforehand. What is... It's a little bit of a lie. Okay. Because he's not a cow. He's a steer. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Whatever. So he's a male. He's a male he cow. He produces no He's milk. a big boy. <laughs> He's six foot four at the shoulders. At the shoulders, Woo! yeah, that's a big. That cow. is that's a two, big cow. Two inches taller than Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Why do you think he's so big? Well, it has something to do with his what is it pituitary glands? They're okay, like... so he's he's got he's a cow with giantism. Yeah, basically. Can, do you have a picture of this thing? I do actually, and, and I encourage anybody to look this picture up because it's crazy. He's giant. You know, the first time giant I saw it, cow. I didn't even think anything of it because I just assumed it was photoshopped, mm-hmm. and I just kept it's scrolling. Not. I looked at it and I was like, "Well, I don't like that." And I kept going. And I, was like, <laughs> I don't like this big cow because <laughs> it's creepy. Like, Holy crap! Yeah. I thought it was photoshopped. It's gonna disconnect. Yeah, no, guys, look that up this. Is, look that, up this image. I'll try to superimpose it over the video. But this, this is cow a giant towers cow. over you know, all of the other cows around it. It's like three cows in a trench coat pretending to be a bigger <laughs> cow. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of cows. We this, are. I mean, I am the head cow here. <laughs> Get away from the meat chopper. I'm- <laughs> I need your glass, your milk, and your tractor. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> really good. <laughs> like, On fire with these accents, though. You could play hockey with one of its ribs. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, it's so big. Yeah, yeah it so, reminds me of. Uh, you ever see those Belgian blues? No, what is that? Type that in. Is it be- Belgian the Belgian blues? blue is a uh, genetically bred cow that is? Uh, it's like. 12 or 14 generations of like cows bred specifically for uh, Ooh, muscle mass. Oh my God. Beefy. Yeah. Beefy. Yeah. They, so, like, they shave these things and they turn into like these 
like massive, just jacked cows. Yeah, they're jacked. Like every like you look at this cow and you immediately think, well, that's easy to butcher. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. So the problem with this cow, so basically he's on like a, a slaughter farm, but they never slaughtered him because he got too big for any of the machines to kill him. <laughs> so now he's seven years old. The average age to kill a cow for uh, to slaughter a cow is three. I th- I feel like if you've gotten that big, you just deserve it. You know, you deserve to to live. Do you know he's not even the biggest? You know, it's like in... What? Wait, what? There is not. a bigger steer right now in Italy named Belimo. Well, why aren't we picture, talking about picture. Belimo? Because here's... here's I, I haven't looked at Belimo yet, but here's why we're not talking about him. In fact, the farmer that owns this cow farm, he's even shocked about it because they apparently released this information earlier this year, but somehow the internet got a hold of this within the past couple of days, huh. and they have run rampant with it. They think it's the cool... Okay, this, that's at play, and the other thing that's at play is the picture that they took. Okay, so, so just they, the picture. Just the picture alone. So I, I don't know the specifics, but I was reading an article that basically this cow is current, or this steer is currently surrounded by cows that are of a smaller nature to begin with, oh. even smaller than normal cows. So it's dwarf oh. cows. By, almost like dwarf cows. The, he, the guy that wrote this article that I was reading... He basically said, again, I'm going to use Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, you're looking at an Arnold, Sch- Arnold Schwarzenegger in a sea of Danny DeVitos. Uh, <laughs> this is like a sequel to Twins. Yeah. <laughs> CGTV. <laughs> the Italian steer is six foot seven, three inches God. taller. There Dude. was. so That's such a big cow gigantic that's huge i want to look at it so bad like i just want to be next to it <laughs> it's kind of intimidating it's bigger than a horse that's much bigger yeah. than much a horse bigger. yeah there was a steer of equal size in america who unfortunately died earlier this year USA. named daniel damn USA. daniel daniel consumed <laughs> back at it again with the dying and being delicious meat daniel consumed <laughs> so close. So close. 100 pounds of hay 15 pounds of grain and 100 gallons of water in a single day. That was an expensive cow. No wonder he died. He died at the age of 18. He died from an he died from Eight, suicide wait, accidentally getting shot with a bolt twice in the head. I said eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said 18 and I meant to say 8. I don't know why I said 18. He said it clearly I was says like, how eight. long do cows live? Yeah. <laughs> 50 years. That is a giant animal. That's that huge. Huge. That's I don't. There's n- I ain't, there's nothing left to say. To that play the clip again. Do I, oh yeah, here we go. That's a huge bitch. That's it. <laughs> that says it all. All right. So Zach, you sent me an interesting thing. So about uh, good feel marketing. All right. Feel or good. feel good marketing. Good feel is good a little. Feel. Sounds like a <laughs> good feel. Sounds like a Bond villain. Good feel. <laughs> good feel. <laughs> Goodfield. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Goodfield. <laughs> Dr. Goodfield. Do you have the nuclear codes? <laughs> All right. Um, so I was uh, I was at the gym listening to, to metal, as I do, and, and doing deadlifts. Bullet for my Valentine? Yeah. Um, or All That Remains, apparently. Nice. Uh, or, you know. It's rocking like docking. Anyway, uh, I was uh, I was listening, and you know, interrupting my metal was a Christmas uh, Coca Cola commercial that uh, basically 
I, you know, you and I know what Coca-Cola is and what it tastes like. I've heard of it. And, you know, it's uh, it's pretty, uh, it's a ubiquitous brand. So yep. what are they selling you at this point? They're not selling you on the features or the benefits of drinking a Coca-Cola because you know what the features are. It tastes good and it's sugary. It keeps you, you know, it's got caffeine that keeps you up. Uh, there are no benefits because it's basically poison. And uh, so instead they have gone this route of making you feel nice and nostalgic about drinking Coca-Cola at this point. So they do a little Christmas rhyme with this parent who's like uh, unable to connect with his children because they all have like their face buried and buried in their screens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he breaks out some Coca-Colas and all of a sudden his kids are paying attention to them and they're having a nice family moment. And it got me thinking... When did we flip this switch in marketing to where we're all so familiar with these brands that now they have to sell us on the feelings that you have when you're uh, engaging with their brand? And then I started thinking of other examples. Um, one of uh, one of which was, have you seen this? There's a FedEx commercial where um, this little girl accidentally leaves her, like a, it's like a stuffed turtle or something like that. And uh, the family's like going on a vacation and she's real sad because she doesn't have her stuffed turtle and she sees this other kid with a stuffed turtle and it's the same one as hers and the kid's like having a great time and she's like starting to cry because the, and the dad sees it. And anyway, long story short, FedEx sends the turtle, you know, the FedEx like on their own initiative apparently. Like broke into their home <laughs> right, and got yeah. the stuffed turtle? No, no, there's, there's more of a backstory that isn't really explained in the commercial all that well. But it's as they send the turtle, and it's like FedEx. It's like there when you need it, or whatever their stupid ass slogan is. We've spoke of this in an earlier episode when I was a specific. Oh, did you curse? I said the a word. We were specifically uh, talking of Coca Cola being the gateway soda because they Coca Cola wants to have like weed soda now. Yeah, and I w- I was what? Go ahead. I was saying, weren't you telling me earlier that Coca-Cola is like one of the most universally recognized Yes, like, terms, terms in the world? It's Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola everybody, and the Superman shield, and that's it. Yeah, every, like, and the word okay. Like, everybody knows what that stuff means. Yeah. Or, so, okay, USA. Yeah, so I was, I mean, even then I was like, you know, it's funny how this, like, sugar drink, when you watch one of their commercials, it's never about... Sometimes it is, but it's usually not about the actual drink itself. They show images like people playing soccer around right. the world and like a, a grandfather like hugging his granddaughter. Have a Coke it's and like, a smile. Have a Coke and a smile right. and what? everything's great. And then it's like well, you're seeing it and you're feeling good, but if you really know what's happening, you're like, everybody in this commercial is going to die of diabetes. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the thing is that their brand is so ubiquitous that they don't have to convince you that Coke is a good beverage. They don't have to convince you about anything. Because yeah, you know Coke tastes they, good. They, you know, all they have to do is remind you of Coke. Yeah. They just want to remind you, put the image, you're like, oh, it's the holidays. I'm a little bit more into this. So, but, all right, so, but it speaks to a greater overall trend of, uh, Coke was in on this early because they're yeah. that ubiquitous. They all, you're right. All they have to do is remind people to drink Coca-Cola. But, uh, like, Ford. Like, you, you know Ford quit making sedans? Except, yeah, sedans, but the only car they're going to the only car they're gonna produce is the Mustang, and I heard GM is close to follow. Yeah. So, uh, and have you seen the, the Brian Cranston Ford commercial? No. No. So, Brian Cranston, is, they do a... Uh, Ad blocker, baby! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Brian Cranston is doing the voiceover, and it's like, you know, we'll be building the future. Like, you know, and he's doing his thing, and it it's a good ad. Like, it, it adds, like, a lot of, like, credibility to it, and you're... I don't know something about Brian Cranston's voice. He's just like, I don't want to buy meth from that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm sold. But uh, like uh, the whole thing is is like about how Ford is innovating and they're building like new things and they're they're trying to stay like ahead of the game. And uh, they have like an orchestral um, version of Paint It Black going on in the mm-hmm. uh, background, which is a nice touch. And uh, like it's it's just it's like the, it appeals to like the human like drive for like novelty and innovation. And it's just it's you know it's a very emotionally driven commercial. And I and I'm just sitting there thinking like I don't care I just want A to B right like yeah. so again like my question is like a when did we make this shift into like all right what can this product do for me to like how does this product make me feel I gotta tell you man I don't think it's as recent as you think it is. I think it's been going on forever. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know when it took place. That's my question. But then my other question is: B, is there any, like, is there any merit to this idea that like a brand can make you feel a certain way, or or is this entirely manipulative? Combination. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because, 60, 40, 30, because 70? How for do you example, figure? if you if you're getting Colgate tooth, toothpaste, mm-hmm. you know that it's going to make your teeth clean. And, and they, feel fresh. And feel fresh. Yeah. But Available they, at your local grocery show, store. Yeah. <laughs> CVS and Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> but they show people smiling and hugging mm-hmm. and kissing because that's the part where it's like, okay, my teeth are going to be clean. And in having clean teeth, I'm also going to have a better relationship with anybody in my life. Mm. If this is going to lead to happiness. Mm. That's what pretty much everything does. They pick up on certain... They want you to feel a certain way so you associate their brand name with good feelings. Okay, but like, think about big 80s campaigns, right? Like, time to make the donuts. Yeah. Where's the beef? Yeah. I don't feel anything. It's like... No, you feel humor, and it's memorable. Yeah, all right. And humor is a positive thing. Okay, but humor isn't really an emotion. Humor humor is... It's a a feeling. Humor is a... A reaction. (laughs) A reaction to the absurd. You expect one thing, something different happens. It's a, it's an, it's an, it's an irony. But it's memorable. Yes, but that's that's not the same thing as an emotional like response. Well, I think part of it, what it is, is just that I think generationally, uh, generationally, more and more we become numb to certain pieces of media. Mm -hmm. So before it used to just be like, here's a product, it does really cool things, buy it, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know about that. Cool beans, and then now. There's so many different things out there that they have to really, you know, try to appeal to that emotion. They have to make you feel something to... I think you just nailed it on the head. So, like, traditionally, like, uh, if you... Like, I used to do a lot of, like, copywriting and, like, uh, market advertising. And, uh, for different brands. And they always... You always want to highlight the features of the product and the benefits of the product and what it'll do for you. And, like, like if you're writing a white paper, that's, like, how you want to present it. Like. This is the, these are the features, these are the benefits. Uh, before all that is the need, like what is the problem that you have currently that this product can solve. Now, that all appeals to what uh, you would like refer to as like the logos. Like that's your, that's your logical mind, like wondering, like I have a problem, what can I do to solve it? Versus what you're describing is the pathos. So the pathos is the emotional appeal, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, this is like the individual tale that the uh, that the politician like breaks out to like sell his policy. Like this, this poor woman was separated from her child at the border, and we need to put these families back together. Like that's how I sell this, like uh, you know, this uh, immigration reform or whatever. And that I, I really think that that maybe is because ads are everywhere there's so much advertising that it's all just noise and people are constantly trying new things to try and drive out the signal and the signal is like oh you should buy this because it makes you feel this way so but again like that feels super manipulative to me i don't know what the the actual benefit is of that like i mean you said that you you thought it was a combination like what where do you think the balance is on that i think i think it leads towards manipulation or i think the majority of it is manipulation so, so do you think it's like 90 10 80 20 i would say like 85 15 <laughs> good compromise you, you, you got understand but zach it works they're doing it because it yeah. works these, of course. these people are paid bukus of dollars to do exactly that, to understand how... That's what advertising is. Understanding how to manipulate people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, if, and almost trick them into buying your crap. Yeah. If you're in a capitalist system, everything is manipulative. Like, nothing's ever gonna, not going to be manipulative because everybody wants you to buy shit. I don't think that's exactly exclusive to capitalism, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it works and they're going to sell more, then they're mm-hmm. going to keep doing it. And, and, and the thing is... This this is this uh, this uh, actually applies to a lot of things in culture, and specifically our culture. We, if we've already done something, then and it works, we could still do it again, but to the next level. You have to do it more extreme. Like the, you know, yeah. for example, think back of like watching like Tom Green now. Yeah, Tom Green was like, "Whoa, what is he way doing on television? The, yeah, this yeah. is crazy!" And then yeah. Jackass came out, and then and then whatever it came out after that. Now it's nothing. Tom Green show now would be nothing. There's there's yeah. 17 million YouTube channels that do exactly what he was doing yep. and do it even more extreme. So that's why for these advertisers, they're like, "Hey, this thing we did 10 years ago." That we got we got a solid up and to the right after oh, that. You know yeah. what? You know what is a really the best example of this was the puppy and the horse from the Budweiser commercial <laughs> yep. that they did a couple of years ago. Yep, that was a real like cute animals. Like they just they drive something into the human heart that that just like ah well I guess I want a beer now for some stupid reason. Were they like best friends? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't That's remember nice. this commercial? No. This was an adorable commercial. <laughs> like it really really was. Like it's, I have lived without cable and for a very long time. Well, you didn't go to the Super Bowl parties? I mean, I was there. <laughs> You were drinking. That's what happened. <laughs> That's uh, a lot of the a lot of those commercials. You can re- remember them from the Super Bowls, basically. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That was a good one, though. I mean, Budweiser's one of the best at it. Yeah, the, the, from all the way back in the, the Bud Wise. I remember seeing that back when I was a kid. Yeah, like that's a. Jeez, what was that? That was like late nineties. Mid. I think it was earlier than that. I think it was like mid mid to early nineties. Yeah. yeah. We so, should look that up. So what do you think about things like like Nike co-signing Kaepernick and creating like a whole entire thing around him? Well, we, uh, we I did, mean, we covered that on an episode. It? Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was genius. <laughs> it, it was a good move on their part. Uh, I mean, you're going to alienate half the population, but there's no 
such thing as bad press, right? Yeah. I no. mean, they Donald Trumped it. Yeah. yeah, you're going to alienate half of the population, but you're going to pump up the other half. Right. So and they're all going to show up. And so for Nike, everybody's if they're in support of what yeah. they did, they're all going to go out and buy their crap. If 175 million people buy Nike's, that's a, that's a good deal. I you know? I think it was a good marketing decision. No, I think it was. Great. Did we do that on the episode that I was on last? Were you literally <laughs> on that episode, Kathy? Might have. Were you literally on that <laughs> now episode? That, now that we're talking about, I was it, like, I'm, like thinking about it too. And I'm like, wait a second, I think I've had this conversation. Well, I don't know how how closely do you follow this podcast? <laughs> have you watched any other episode other than your episode? I have seen the beginnings of several episodes okay. I haven't finished one. If nobody watches any other episode of this podcast, I encourage you to watch her, watch the clip of uh, the warm-handed doctor. <laughs> oh, did you watch that one? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, we'll That's show you afterwards. My the warm-handed friend... doctor is one of the funniest things to ever happen on this show. <laughs> okay. My friend Jeff talks about his consult- consultation for his vasectomy. So oh, we're not going to ruin it here because if you haven't seen it, I'll link it to the YouTube it's video. Great. So find us on YouTube and that's where I'll link it. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's, I'll show you right after this. It's so funny. I'm like right. a really good guest. I'm like half paying attention. I haven't <laughs> seen all the things like you guys have done. <laughs> Did my exit sign die halfway through the episode? That I swear that was lit up earlier. Wah, it's, lit up. it's still a little lit up. Not, yeah, not too just, much though. I think it was brighter. You just have too many green things in here, man. There's too much green. It's, too, it's, it's all green and black. We need like a third color. No, I like it. It's a triadic color scheme. What would even go with this color scheme? I don't know. Red. Some stupid orange color. <laughs> actually, orange, like a bright orange would yeah, actually kind of go with it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll, we'll look into that. Hey, if you want us to incorporate bright orange, you can comment on things, and I'm still not going to do it because I like green and black. All right, guys, uh, that's all the time we have. If you have uh, a topic you want us to cover on next week's episode, you can find us at find us at Chrome Dome Radio on Twitter and uh, find us on Instagram and YouTube. Email and all us. The stuff. Oh, yeah, email us. Email Tell us, us things. Tell, yeah, we want, we want fan mail. Bye. We want, See we you want next fans. Monday. That's what we want. <laughs>